Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com slash podcast. Welcome to Spark Creators. Today, it is my pleasure to have invited Kirsty Wong, the founder and designer of A Jar of Pickles. Just a side note, Kirsty's local recording device somehow stopped around six minutes, but fortunately, I have a Zoom recording as backup because when I do interviews, I like to have both local device recording, which has better sound quality, and also Zoom recording just as a backup in case... Um, Something happens to the recordings from my from my guest, so I just hope that the transition in this episodes isn't too abrupt for you when it comes to sound quality. And I hope that you probably don't even notice that. But that being said, let's dive into today's episode with an introduction for Kirsty Wan and her greeting card business, A Jar of Pickles. A Jar of Pickles is Christy's small side business that she started as an Etsy shop in college. She taught herself how to use Illustrator and Photoshop, and then she designed logos and flyers for various students' groups. She loved all the design experience, but she didn't really seriously pursue uh, A Jar of Pickles or a career in the design field when she graduated. Instead, it took a little while for her to realize um, that she would fully invest in a jar of pickles when pursuing her job as a designer. That is right, she has a full-time job as an UX designer, and she was still able to manage her side greeting card business, and that is part of her life. We are going to chat with her about her time management skills, and I hope that you can learn a lot. It is hard for her to stay still and do nothing. After spending quality time with friends and family, she liked to keep her house organized and clean. And then all of her extra time was poured into the pickles. She usually packs orders after work, folding greeting cards while watching Netflix or taking product photos during sunlight hours on the weekends. All right, now let's welcome Kirsty Wang. All right. Hey, Kirsty. Um, very Happy that you can be on the show. So first, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and where do you grow up and where did you go to school? Sure. Um, I'm Kirsty. Um, I ha- own a jar of pickles and I grew up in the Bay Area and have been here my whole life. And I uh, went to school at UC Berkeley a, a while ago now. So what about um, your professional background? Tell us a little more about like what have you done previously and as far as I know that you didn't major in design, but you are self-taught designer. Yeah, so I majored in public health. Okay. Yeah, I majored in public health in Berkeley, and um, I was doing a lot of graphic design projects on the side for like student organizations and just for fun, and it was something I was um, 
just trying to do to, to kind of have a hobby and it kind of just grew into more and more as I opened a small Etsy shop and began selling cards and it kind of just snowballed. And in my professional career, I actually did become a UX designer um, in my career um, by learning online and such. Um, and that's how my career transitioned over to that. Got it, yeah. But how did you stumble upon like design when you were back in college? Yeah, how did you find out like the graphic design field? Yeah, I had a very, very, very basic um, design background because I was in journalism in high school. So, um, you know, we were doing layouts and, um, using InDesign to do a uh, newspaper spreads. So that was my very basic things. But other, uh, besides that graphic design was all learned by YouTubing things, looking things, tutorials online and just kind of self-taught. Got it. Yeah. So it's an interest actually from high school where extended to college and now you're doing it professionally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And they're, and there are a ton of resources online, so it's really easy to do that. Definitely, yeah. In this nowadays, you know, like you can get anything like on YouTube and Google. It's definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. So you own a jar of pickles, and how did you come up with this name? Tell us a little more. Um, pickles was always a childhood nickname of mine. It just kind of has stuck, and some close friends call me Pickle or Pickles, and that was just a very obvious name for me. So the name came up. I get asked that very often, actually, um, but I don't really have a good answer because it was just a very natural thing for me to come up with. So it was your nickname, Pickles. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay, got it. Interesting. Yeah. So that yeah has a little history yeah for your background. Yeah, oh, definitely. So today we are going to yeah today we are going to talk um. Probably divide our conversation in two parts. One is the design, like the creation part for your cards and a lot of the things that you do. And the other one is about the yeah. business and also how do you manage your time. So let's talk a little more about your design and then your love for greeting cards. And you learned about, you said how to use Illustrator and Photoshop in the beginning. Yeah. And what else? What else did you learn when it comes to design? Uh, I honestly just use Photoshop and Illustrator to to, to this day, um, like for 95% of the things that I design. Um, so I use a lot of other design applications for my job, but for Pickle specifically, it's only like Illustrator and Photoshop, 95% of it. So this is the tool part, but you still probably have to learn like how yeah. to doodle, illustrating, yeah. and also lettering, right? Um, yeah, I would actually say that the things that I learned more from my business was not on the um, design side. It would, I would say it's more on the businessy side. I had to learn a lot of like computer software for um, Excel or like learn Shopify or Etsy backend things. Um, for design specifically, Photoshop and Illustrator were things that I did before I started um, a jar of pickles. Got it. Yeah. We can talk a little more like about the business aspect. Yeah. Yeah. But um, what about your passion for greeting cards, you know, paper-based products? Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah. Um, I was just making greeting cards, uh, like birthday cards for friends in college. And it was something that I was doing for fun. So it kind of extended into um, uh, Etsy shop for that. Um, I, I think setting cards are really fun. I still write in birthday cards all the time and mail them out. So um, that's kind of how it started. And also practically, again, I know we're talking about business later, but practically business speaking, it's a really, really um, easy, cheap and light way. Not a lot of space to hold inventory. Mm, got it. Yeah. It's not like a huge um, yep, exactly. size, you know, or yep. you would not like a mug mm -hmm. or yeah, mm -hmm. things like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you have, uh, you can actually design a variety of them, but then you can actually stock up. Yep, exactly. 
and it takes very little space. Yeah, so that's a beginning, like a good product to begin with, and maybe you can expand in the future. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so when it comes to your own like cards, I can see there's a specific kind of style in your card. It's like very simple and very mm -hmm. minimalistic. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. How would you describe your style, or how did you, I guess, um, come up with this kind of aesthetic, right? Like when you when it comes to selling and producing cards. Uh, yeah, I definitely think uh, finding a brand, defining a brand look and feel and voice is a really important part of starting a company and selling goods. So it took me a couple years. Uh, my designs when I first launched um, uh, six years ago at this point looked very different than what my brand looks like now. Um, and it took a while to kind of iterate and just define and really hone in on what I wanted pickles to look like. And so I would say that was a huge process and it was something that I continue to refine to this day. Mm. Okay, so it evolved basically from the beginning. Yeah, like how you... definitely, definitely. And I would... Yeah, what was it like? Um, it was different. Um, I had a phase where it was like, you know, black on craft paper. I had a phase where it was a lot more colorful. Um, it just kind of depended on what I was interested in. And it always were, was things that I was proud of and I liked. But again, um, it was just, it just evolved over time. Got it, yeah. So um, what about like... In terms of the creating process, how, how long would it take you from carrying an idea from the beginning and then to launching a, a greeting cards on your store? Um, it depends on the, the card or design. Uh, some are really fast for me because I have an idea in my head and it looks good on design. Some of them I have an idea and then I sit on it for hours and then I have to sleep on it and look at it the next week or the next day and just... Um, just refine it and define it. So I wouldn't say there's an average time. It just really depends. I think as any art, um, it just depends on kind of your, your, I guess where the idea is in your head to where it lands on paper. Yeah. So can you be like a little more specific about mm -hmm. like what, like say if you have an idea about creating a birthday mm -hmm. card, like what would you do? What tools would you use? And yeah, like what kind of process do you have to go through to yeah, carry um, I mean, I think now that, you know, I'm launching more than 50, I think, products a year, um, I have to be really organized about it. So uh, I, I think there's a creative process that's involved, like you kind of have the idea, go down and you try and design it. But also before that, there's a whole organizational process. So if I have an idea for a birthday card, I'll put it in one of my documents to, you know, write it down. Because even I have, if I have an idea, it doesn't really make sense for me to design it tomorrow because I have a lot of other things on my list. So I have to prioritize. So that would probably go like, you know, I have an idea for a birthday card. Maybe I'll do it for my fall launch because right now I'm working on my spring launch, you know, things like that. So I'll put it on a list and then I would revisit it probably in the summer when I would be working on my fall launch. And then I would, you know, open my list, look at all my ideas, and then see what I'm still excited about, and then start to design it. Yeah, because in the process, you know, especially when it comes to creating cards, like it involves like a pro involves a process, we have to choose paper, you know, like determine the size. Yeah. And also, mm -hmm. like there are a lot of details actually involved in the creation yeah. process. Yeah, I would say those details are figured out for me um, pretty early on because now I have a set paper, I have a set size, I have set envelope colors, things like that. So those are things that I was kind of figuring out much more in the beginning. Um, now for, you know, you're asking about cards, I just design it and then I know a lot of standards. But when I launch new products, yeah, I have to sit down and figure out dimensions, you know, profit margins, um, how I'm going to market it, how I'm going to label it on the box, things like that. Got it. 
So now to this point, like you actually have everything figured out. So it's a very smooth and quick process for you. For, for greeting cards specifically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. So, okay, so now let's talk a little bit more about the business part, yeah. Like yeah. In the beginning, especially when you have a passion for greeting cards, you can just do it on the side, you know, send it as like a gift for friends mm -hmm. or something like that. But how did you, you know, why do you want to create a business out of it? Um, I didn't want to create a business out of it. Um, I, I say it a lot that, you know, it was just a side hobby um, that, you know, I put on Etsy and then I thought I would sell, you know, five in a year or something, but it really grew. And then that's when I wouldn't, I, I always say in my blog post or when I talk to people that I never intended this to be a large business, it just has grown, you know, year over year a lot. Um, so there was no one point where I decided that I wanted it to be a business. Mm, okay. So it happened naturally for you. Basically. Yeah, it was very, very natural. It was never an intentional thing to just grow as large as possible. And I talk about that a lot. Um, I had a birthday sale two weeks ago and it was the first time that I had ever done a birthday sale because I talked a lot about how it's really hard for me to tr determine a birthday for a jar of pickles like when I started it because there's so many different phases of me kind of trying random stuff just doing it here and there um, and just what at what point did I intentionally decide to grow it uh, it's just a really ambiguous question mm, okay and you mentioned earlier that when you started in the beginning it was more learning about the business aspect so besides yeah. uh, learning how to run the Etsy shop what else did you learn about running a business um, a lot of things. I didn't know how to ca uh, ca calculate profit margins or wholesale pricing, um, how to pitch to stores to sell my cards. Um, you know, the, again, the back end of Shopify or Etsy is a lot of very specific work that you kind of have to learn how to use their platforms and stuff. Um, email marketing, things like that. They're just, I would say that the creative designing side of the business is actually very small compared to all the things like, you know, operationally, um, how you kind of track orders, track, you know, trends and sales and data and things like that are really important to keep growing business. Yeah. So what, what did you think like is the most actually important part that helped to grow the business? Yeah. In the past. Um, I would say, hmm, that's a good question. What's the most important part? I, I think the thing I kind of will repeat when people chat with me about, um, pickles and, and how it's grown is just that the most important part to me was really just sticking to, um, goals and making goals and sticking to goals and not being discouraged when, um, things don't kind of work out the way you hope. So there are some products I was really excited about that didn't sell as well. Um, I think it's really easy to stop and just give up there, but it's important to just kind of try something else and pivot. So mm -hmm. I think, uh, my encouragement is always to keep, keep trying, um, and just keep going even when things aren't, I feel a little harder. Got it. Yeah. Because we chatted a little bit on the phone that you have a, also a full-time job while running yep. this business. Yeah. Yep. So how long do you have to spend on a weekly basis, say for the business? And what is the most difficult part actually running a business on the site? Um, yeah, good question. Um, my average hours for pickles really depends on what I have going on that week. So it can go anywhere as low as five if I'm just fulfilling orders, for example, um, to anywhere as high as like 20 if I'm working the whole weekend on like a new product launch or something. So it really just depends and it kind of fluctuates. Um, and the hardest part I would say, honestly, is just finding time, really. Um, I think I'm at a point where I can't do everything by myself because there, there is a lot of order fulfillment and product um, packaging takes up a lot of time. Mm, 
Yeah. So now I saw on your website that you not only sell greeting cards, but also like offer other products like pins, mm -hmm. stamps and stuff. Can yep. you tell us a little more about that? Like the expansion for your products? Yeah. So I um, had been selling greeting cards for a long time. And then I actually, every single one of my products has been a request from a customer. So, um, I made a stamp for me and my husband, my, an average stamp, and I had a customer see it and ask, can I have one too? And then that's how the stamps expanded for pins, uh, at craft fairs. When I was selling, I got tons of requests for pins for years. And I, I always said no, because I don't, I don't use that many pins before at least. And I, I don't usually make products I wouldn't use, but then so many people asked, I just started making them and they're selling really well. And now I wear pins all the time. So, you know, you can always kind of change that, but yeah, um, product expansion is definitely something that, um, is pretty new, um, the last couple of years. Yeah, got it. So that is actually a great suggestion, I guess, for a lot of the listeners is like when you first started um, the product, you started with your passion and something that you are interested in. But later, if you get to know your customers a little more, they will have requests for you. They will tell you what their needs are. And then you can start expanding your product. into. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Talking to customers is invaluable. I'm very um, active on Instagram, especially with DMs, direct messages, just because um, I've actually talked to a lot of customers who have bought a lot of stuff or, you know, just really involved. And it's really invaluable to chat with them and ask them their opinions and what they would like to see next. It helped me decide, you know, designs of new products. It's really great. Yeah, that's great. That being said, like, who is your main target audience? Do you know, like, who is your main, you know, customer avatar from the beginning? Or it, it yeah, time to figure it out. Yeah, it definitely takes time to figure out. Um, my, you know, uh, demographic has changed a lot over the years, but it's really honed into um, women from the ages of, I think it's like 22 to I think 35 is the, the kind of the range, the target range. So that's kind of who I design for when I have things in mind. But of course, there are always, you know, younger, older males, um, customers as well. So right now, like till this day, what is your main like revenue stream for your business? Basically what product, you know, sells the best and then what kind of like sales channel have you developed that is most, um, work the best for you? Yeah. Um, I mean, we have a lot of sales channels. I sell through Etsy, my own website, wholesale, um, craft fairs, you know, um, and I think in terms of like what does the best it, it kind of depends on the season like obviously this year for wholesale will be much lower because a lot of stores aren't open or craft fairs will be close to zero because there's no craft fairs so it just depends on the season things like that um you know for example um and what was your other question oh like what sales channel worked the best for you like yeah at pickles um in terms of the ones i just listed yeah well just in general like what you have practiced in the past and what worked the best for you yeah uh, sales channel. I, again, it just, I think it just depends on the season in terms of sales channels. Um, my own website does really well, but I don't think I have a great answer to your question. I just yeah, depends. Yeah. On because I know, I noticed that you have like, you sell these online, but also you also send your product to local shops, right? Local yeah. shops. Yeah. And also uh, you said you list on Etsy. So there are different, you know, kind yeah. of platforms that you actually use yeah yeah definitely and it just again really depends on the season again like last year wholesale was really high but this year it would be much lower because there's no stores open so they're not buying as much stuff you know yeah like yeah and you started in the beginning on etsy but etsy but now um can i understand that you actually sell more through your own website so that you yeah run? yeah a lot more 
a lot more. Yeah, definitely yeah. a lot more. Yeah. So how did that shift happen? You know, like because I guess our listeners are mainly like kids and parents at the same time because they also have their yeah. own full time job going on and something they yeah, you know like yeah wanted to、uh, they they wanted to do and maybe they want to do this on the side as well. And if they you're running it on the side and of course. Selling it through your own website is going to be a higher profit margin compared to、yeah. another, yeah, platform.、Um, yeah, so definitely.、Um, actually, I wouldn't actually say that necessarily.、Um, selling on your own website is higher profit margins because I have like a I went into an in depth blog post explaining it, but、um, it, it, that is true if you reach a certain sales volume. But having your own website is very expensive. There's a monthly fee that is is much higher than Etsy zero dollar fee. So Etsy will take more of a cut of your product. But you're, there's no base fee. There's no subscription fee. Whereas a website will definitely have a base subscription fee. So yes, in the long term, your own website will give you more profit. But Etsy is a great place to start out, in my opinion.、Um, I think it depends how much you want to invest in your business. Your own website will help your branding. It will help you kind of communicate with your customers more. Customers more,、um, but Etsy is invaluable because people are going to Etsy to search, you know, specific handmade,、yeah. small, independent designers things. So,、um, you know, I talk about that a lot. I, 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 my sales for Etsy are, are much lower than before, but I don't think I'll ever give up Etsy because it's such a good platform to have people discover you, and it's, it's such a great resource、um, to have for small businesses. Yeah, because they already have a group of like a pool of customers that will fit directly like, into yeah, yeah into yeah. your product category,、yeah. and then you want to be there and always to be able discovered by them. But at the same time, like once they get to know you a little bit, know you know more about your brand, they can go to your own website、yeah. and make the order. Yeah, definitely. And I would say marketing for your own website is really time consuming.、Um, if they're You know, it's it's a lot easier when you have a a customer base already. But if you have none and you have a kind of a website they're just starting out with, kind of getting the word out there is very, very time consuming.、Um, and the less time you want to spend on it, the more expensive it is because you got to put money in ads. You got to figure out you know how to incentivize people to understand your brand. Whereas Etsy for me was very passive. I just put up cards and I tagged it like. You know, cute birthday card, and from those kind of searches, I would get sales. So in the beginning, I spent no time doing marketing at all. So I、yeah. think that's kind of the difference. Yeah, and that's why we also suggest for some people, like they can go to Amazon, right? Use the FBI, yeah, definitely fulfilled by Amazon, and they yeah, can actually、definitely. save the operation cost too, right? In the beginning, yes, definitely.、Yeah. Although that is a very high cost too. So everything is just dependent on. I think for me, it's like how much things cost versus your time. It just depends on how much time and effort you're willing to 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 give to your 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 small business. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And and when it comes to time, we chatted a little bit on the phone that you told me you loved multitasking since yes, you know that saves a lot of the time. Yeah, so do, tell、yeah. us a little more and why is it important to you? Yeah, yeah、um, I don't even think it's only about multitasking, although that's a huge thing for sure.、Yeah. But、um, I think. You know, working full time and doing this、um, on the side means I have to be really, really efficient with my time.、Um, and I still like having a life. I still like traveling. I still like hanging out with friends and and being involved in various things. And I think that,、um, you know, there. Are, if I didn't have good time management, I think this this is impossible to do. So I think multi multitasking and time management are really important. So for me, like, you know, when I'm watching TV, if it's not like a specific You know, intentional time with my husband that we're watching a movie. 
I don't want to be distracted, so I'll pay attention to the movie. But if I'm just watching TV by myself, I'll often be packaging products and things like that. So it's just, again, being good, making good use of the little time that I have, I guess. Got it. Yeah. So besides, like, say, um, multitasking or doing something, you know, at the same time, so that can save you time. What are other tips that you recommend people to be more productive and also just manage their time well? Yeah, this is a great question because this is actually one of my favorite topics. I love talking to people about it because I think um, the thing that has made pickles successful, again, I always say is not my artistic ability. It's not anything particular I did. I think it's just that I'm good at I'm just good at making lists and pushing through them and being persistent. So I think for me, like I start off um, every week with a list of things to do. I prioritize it and I just try and get through it as much as possible. Again, that's like, if I need a break, I'll take a break. It's not like I feel bad if I don't finish it, but I have a list I go through. And for me, like I have realized that like, if I'm not, if I'm just taking, if I like take a whole Saturday and do nothing, oftentimes I'll just be scrolling social media or just on Instagram for how many hours, like, and I honestly would rather not do that. I'd rather work on a dark pickle. So I have that list of things to keep me focused. So keeping a list is really important. Um, and I think second of all, um, really, really having time to rest is really important. So there will be, yes, I love productivity, but there will be specific intentional times where I do not do anything. I just, I do sit on the ground or the couch and, and, and scroll Instagram or read a book, but those are intentional times. And I think you won't get burnt out because it's not like I'm productive a hundred percent of the time. It's just that I have specific, I feel like I'm just, I figured out how much time I want to rest and how much time I want to work. And that's like been a good balance for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of the best suggestions I heard too, you know, like from the entrepreneurial world, yeah. people are saying is like when you create a business or when you do something yeah. entrepreneurial, everything is like unpredictable. It's ambiguous and you don't know what will happen. But the most important thing is that you move the needle a little bit every yeah. single day. Yeah. And then as months and years come by, you know, like you it can just actually, add up. Yes, it adds yeah. up you can create a lot and you will be surprised, you know, what kind of results you can get. Yeah. And that's definitely something I would say for this. This is again, like when I started this six years ago, I did not, if you told me I, I was, if you told me that it would be where it is now, I would think that that's very strange because I wouldn't see how that would happen. Um, but again, it's just small steps and just sticking to it. I think when I talk to people or about their small businesses, the thing that I see people struggle with a lot is losing, um, Face losing motivation, yes. um, you know, things like that. So I just really say, make a list and stick to it as much as possible. Give yourself deadlines. Um, if it's not perfect, it's okay. Just try it out and see and just iterate. Um, and those are things that I feel really passionate, uh, passionately about. Yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful tip for all the listeners out there, you know, for whatever they want to do, right? Like it's not only about uh, creating a business. It's about like you wanted to achieving any goal and just make anything happen. And this is some rules you can stick to because like, you can never underestimate the power of being consistency, right? Yeah. Definitely. Year, Definitely. Days after days and years and after years. Yeah. So now like, what is your vision for Agile Pickles? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not very good at making long-term versions because I think my whole philosophy is just one small step at a time and like it'll add up like we're just talking about. Um, so I definitely have like yearly visions, um, maybe like one or two years ahead, but not like a five, 10 year plan. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I have a lot of really exciting products for this year mapped out and I'm really excited to launch and work on all of them. I just did my spring release uh, calendar today. So I'll be releasing new products in the next four weeks. That's really exciting. Um, 
So yeah, and I have some new products that I'm, you know, we're talking about trying to figure out profit margins, trying to figure out packaging. Those are things I'm trying to figure out and do right now. So are those completely new products or are they like products? Yeah, I have new product categories, which is very exciting. For example, yeah, tell us a little more. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil it just yet, okay. <laughs> but I, do have new, I have new um, new product categories coming out that I'm trying to figure out. Got it. So you're planning for the next year and then, yeah, with all, yep. like all the things you have learned and everything. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, final question, actually, to wrap up, like, yeah. tell us where people can find you and what are some things, you know, like our listeners can actually try and start immediately if they have some kind of ideas similar you know like relatable that yeah. they can do on their side and then try to make something happen yeah um so yeah if you just google a dryer pickles my website is the first thing that shows up or on instagram or facebook so that's where you can find me and yeah for anyone thinking about doing anything creatively on the side i think i would just really recommend that people just start and see where it goes and just again stick to their idea um, and just try it and you can always, it's never final. You can always iterate, you know, so, um, just try it and, and like you said, move the needle a little bit at a time and it'll add up to a lot in the end. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wonderful. That is our interview. Actually, we finished within 30 minutes. Yeah. That's great. That's wonderful. I'm <laughs> yeah, glad. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you, Lee. This is yeah. really fun. When do you, um, when, how long do you take to like put it out and stuff? Uh, I think actually there are a two more series. Like this is the second series. So I think it will come out like maybe okay. June or July or something. Okay. All right. That is the interview with Kirsty Wan. She was introduced by one of my friends. Um, her name is Jocelyn Wu. Hey, Jocelyn, if you are listening, I just wanted to say hi and thank you so much for recommending Kirsty. I recorded this ending part on Saturday, April 25th which is Jocelyn's birthday. So happy birthday, Jocelyn. I know when you are listening to this, probably month has passed by. So happy late birthday. Um, anyways, Kirsty was the last guest I was looking for for this whole series. And after I interviewed Kelly, who opened an Etsy shop, Amanda, who sells her cars on Amazon, and Tila, who builds her digital design content online, all of them work for their own businesses full-time right now. And I thought it would be cool to invite someone who is still creating this kind of paper or design-based product as a side hustle. So Kirsty uh, came in my mind and she is actually running her store while she's having a full-time job. So I think that a scenario is very similar to a lot of parents who wanted to um, do some kind of side businesses with their kids. And their kids, on the other hand, too, have full-time is uh, going to school so I think that applies perfectly to those who wanted to learn how to create a side hustle and also Christy actually runs her store through her own website um, after her Etsy shop so that's another aspect I really wanted to um, bring into this series and so you as listeners can learn as much as you can running this kind of business on different platforms like Etsy, Amazon, um, even on YouTube or or just in general, have your own website. So as you have listened to Kirsty's story, I think several uh, important takeaway for me is that first, start small and don't invest too much in the beginning. Uh, create a website and maintaining a website is hard. So that's why Kirsty started on Etsy shop and she barely has to do any like 
um, marketing in the beginning. That's why it's important to start on the platform and learn in the process, and then later you can build your brand. And two is take little actions every day in order to move your ideas forward. We both believe the idea of moving the needle every day so that you can create a business later on, years after, with all the efforts that you have spent on your idea. So it's important that you take action and just learn in this process. And another thing she talked about is to write a to-do list and make a deadline for yourself. I guess creating businesses on the side is really, really hard if no one is pushing you besides yourself, and so you have to have the motivation and also the courage, the faith to move forward. And in order to do that, that is that you know what to do every day, and also you know when is the deadline, and you have to stick to your deadline, and that is important. And the last thing that she mentioned is always try to organize your time as efficiently as possible. So you can finish as many things on the side, despite that you have to work full time sometimes, and that's why Kirsty's philosophy is about when she has time to do two things, and she would never do it once, right? She can fold the cards while she's watching Netflix, and maybe she can listen to some business podcast while she is cooking, and all those things. I think I do the same thing apply in my life in order to. To be more productive, so I think that. So I hope that all those tips are helpful for you as well, and I hope you learn a ton in this whole series. No matter if you're a parent or a teacher who wanted to show kids、uh, how to run a business on the side, and or you are a middle schooler or a high schooler who wanted to start your businesses、um, outside of school and use your creative skills to sell product that can be printed on paper. Fabric or other mediums, I really suggest you to、uh, listen to all of this episode in this series. I just know it's、uh, very worth it to try, even just learn from this whole process. So, as a young entrepreneur, I highly encourage you guys to take action and start building your business now. All right, thank you everyone for listening to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids、uh, to learn, create, and become. And I am your host, Lee Zen. I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators podcast at PeachandPlumLab dot com.